Welcome to part three of our series about demystifying strategic planning. In today's episode, we're talking about how to answer the question, where do we want our business to be in the future? Ron talks about the level zero process that every business should have, and we talk about the all too common complaint that strategic planning workshops are often the cause of headaches. So welcome to this week's episode of the Business Builders Podcast. I am Brenton Gallant. And I'm Ron Tomlin. And it's great to see you yet again. Ron, how have you been since the last episode? Oh, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Good. And I think you've run a couple of tech sessions since then? Yep. Yep. Well, I always enjoy my tech days and uh, interfacing with the tech members. So yeah, good. Yeah, life is good. It feels like uh, the year's getting off to a much better start than it did last year. It feels like business is starting to have its wheels firmly in motion. Well, it's interesting you say that because I think a lot of people were side um, blindsided by uh, the Omicron mm-hmm. and uh, felt that this year was a lot more difficult than last year. Is that so? But I, yeah, but I think, um, yeah, we're starting to emerge from that. So okay. I'm, I'm hopeful. And I think a lot of other people are that we're, um, we're in, the, in a good business position to start making things happen now. Yeah, exactly. Well, it seems to feel like in South Australia anyway, that we're coming out of the restrictions slowly and business is starting to get back to a place where it's meant to be. I think, as you're saying, a lot of businesses have challenges, but everyone that I'm coming across is really wanting to get stuck into it and get fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So just before we get cranking into things, it's probably worth mentioning our sponsors. They are Borough Markets. So Borough Markets do a great job of helping you find clients on any device, anywhere they are, and marketing to them. Their website is www.boroughmarkets.com.au. That is B-O-R-O-U-G-H Markets. And uh, we say thank you to them for our studio space. Who else have we got, Ron? SA Business Builders. And uh, I think we've gotten, we're talking about having an event coming up soon. So yes. watch this space for SA Business Builders. We've got our first planning meeting tonight. So oh. that's uh, very exciting. Now that the restrictions are coming to an end, we can actually start meeting people face-to-face yeah, again. Back to networking. I'm looking forward to it very much. I've been on a networking hiatus and this is going to be great. You, you're networking withdrawal symptoms, eh? Correct. Yeah. And then we've got Adapco, which is me, and I come in and help people with strategic sales and marketing and with strategy around their business. But the reason I'm a sponsor is because I'm doing all the editing and sound engineering for this podcast, and we are seriously looking for someone to help us. So if you know anyone that's interested in helping with this great podcast in terms of sound engineering, and I think we've had some suggestions that people want us to video ourselves wrong. Oh, I'm, it's a nice idea, but good Lord, have that, we both could, that got, could be scary. Have we both got faces <laughs> for radio? Absolutely. Cool. So if you are interested in helping with a podcast in terms of uh, audio and potentially video, then please hit us up. We would love to have a chat with you. Yes. Okay. So this week, we are following on in our series about demystifying strategic planning. Last week, we spoke about question number one. So there were four questions. What were the four questions, Ron, just as recap? Where are we now? Mm -hmm. Where do we want to be? Mm -hmm. How do we get there? And how will we know when we've arrived? And so those are the four key questions that make up strategic planning at a basic level. And there was one further question, wasn't there, that was inspired by Simon Sinek? Oh, yes. Why are we doing this? Right. Yeah, what is our why? So last week, we explored... Where are we now? And this week, we're looking at where are we going? So, Ron, at a very high level, what does it mean 
as a business to start answering question number two, looking at where are we going? Okay, at the basic level, it's it's saying, where do we want to be at some point in the future? Mm. What hill do we want to climb? And it is very, it's, it's about deciding, the firstly, the time horizon, mm. the strategic time horizon for your ambitions. And it will depend on the context of the organization, the situation that you're in. Strategic time horizons can differ according to the situation the organization's in. So it's almost like saying, where do we want to go and by when? Exactly. Right, okay. So in ranking the questions in order, and I understand that all questions are important, would you say this is one of the most important questions to answer for strategic planning? Absolutely, because it's the one that people often neglect. Mm -hmm. It's the one that uh, we'll just assume. How can you neglect where am I going if you're wanting to create a strategic plan? Because people assume that that they know where they want to go and everyone in the organization knows where they want to go. It's an assumption that, yeah, yeah, forward, of course, but where is forward? And if you want to go left, other people want to go right. Yeah, so for instance, if the CEO or the management have in their head that they want to go a certain direction but they haven't communicated that to the staff, you've still got people trying to pull in all sorts of other directions and that means you don't get anywhere quickly, yes? Yes, correct. So there has to, one of the important things is making sure that the process of determining where you want to go comes up with a shared vision for yep. the future, a shared destination for the organization within a certain time frame. So rather than just throwing a dart at the wall and going, that's where we want to go, you're saying that there's a distinct process yes. for working out where it is we want to go. Yeah, and it, you know, the I, I don't want to talk too much about the process, but there are elements that need to be determined mm-hmm. as part of this process. First one is what are the values of the organization? Interesting. And they don't change very often. So not they, the vision first, the values first. The values. It's, it's kind of the context. It's what's important to us and why are they important? Why are these things important to us? Because they'll determine the type of things that you're comfortable doing and the type of things you might not be comfortable doing. Interesting, because a lot of companies that I deal with put values right down the bottom of the list. I know that that is not, you know, people think, okay, well, values, yeah, that's something I've got to do. What does it mean? But they don't put a lot, of, a lot of stock in it. As companies mature, they really do. And there's reasons for that, as we're talking about now. So what's your experience in seeing people actually come to value the values? It's a good question because, as you say, organizations in their infancy just assume the values because they're the values of the, the leader of the organization. As organizations grow, mm. it, it becomes important to identify those because it, it will determine the type of people we want to be working here mm. and who will want to work here and the type of things we're good at doing and we're comfortable doing and the type of things we don't want to do. So it's, it, it sort of frames the ethics and the morals of the organization. And it's worth having that discussion at this time. Yeah, okay. So even before we get to vision, mission, and objectives, values is the first port of call because that kind of sets a framework for setting a direction for what the vision, mission, and objectives are going to be. It's, it's a context in which we'll do stuff. And it, it sort of it helps answer that question, why are we doing this in the first place as well? Importantly, I don't know what other people's values are. We can talk about them till the cars come home. So I, I always like to put, if we're going to talk about values, what can I see? What are the behaviors that I'll see if these are our values? Yeah, that's good. So it's worth talking about what are the things I will see around here if we have the value as an example of honesty, and what won't I see around here if we have the value of honesty? Getting down to behaviors is critical. And you go through that with the staff. 
as a group so that they have a shared value proposition. That's right. So without going into the process too deeply to get to actually establishing the values, you've got to look at the behaviours you want within an organisation. Is it the behaviours you want or the behaviours that should exist? Should exist. Right. right. If we have those sort of behaviours. So we get a, an agreed way of operating within the organisation. Right. And we engage everyone to determine those values. Yeah. I, I, I would say that that's an, as something that's should be done throughout the organization. Some people keep it at the higher levels. It is dependent on what the organization wants to do. But I think those values need to be disseminated throughout the organization on a continual basis. The strategic planning only gives you the opportunity to talk about that. So values is not a set and forget. Values is a constant monitor and update. Absolutely. Okay. And how often in your experience do values actually change within an organization? Not very often. Yeah. Cool. No. Nor should they. I mean, they're the enduring thing that keeps the organization together. Great. So once you've got your values established, where to next? I think it's important to establish the purpose of the organization. Mm. Now. Not the vision. Well, no, because, and some people call this the mission. I hate jargon terms, so I like purpose. What do we do for whom? You know, as an example, we provide accounting services for Australian businesses. That's a, that's a purpose statement. Yep. It gives you the scope of the organization. And I find a lot of companies make a purpose statement, their vision statement, and would not know necessarily the difference. The, 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 and that's because of the words. Mm. Vision, mission sound the same. And mm. I suspect they were rolled out as uh, uh, we, we, I can remember that. But purpose clearly articulates that this is why or what the organization does. Mm-hmm. It should be clinical. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not inspirational. It's clinical. Just as importantly, it identifies the things we don't do, okay? So if I come to you as the head of an accounting firm and say, I've got this great idea for a new uh, hospitality service, you can quite rightly say, that's a great idea, but not for this organization because there is our purpose statement, okay? So it sets the scope. The next step beyond that has to be the actual statement of, by a certain time, this is where the organization wants to be. Mm -hmm. That's the vision statement. And it is just that. It's a vision. It's a, a, a guess. The vision is therefore what you see in the future based on a certain timeline? Yeah, based on a certain date. Mm-hmm. So by X, by the 20th of June, 2025, we want to be at this point. And it's a good idea, in my opinion, in getting to a statement of that to paint a word picture as a first a first point of call. Okay. Get ideas up on the board. What's this place going to look like? Who are we serving? What markets are we going to be in? Mm-hmm. What does our customer look like? Mm. Uh, what does our product or service look like? Mm. You know, how big are we? How many employees? Give as much detail to this idea of a word picture of that point in the future. And that, in a sense, starts to form a brief for what the vision will become. Yeah, because once you've got those ideas or those, those concepts on a, a board mm-hmm. and you write them down, so it's a, it's a brainstorming, mm. you can start to clump them together yes. into common, common ideas. With those common ideas, you can probably get a theme that comes out of that. Mm -hmm. And hence, you come up with one or two sentences that form your version of what this organization is going to be like at some stage in the future. Yes. Your strategic time horizon using the, the jargon of strategic planning. Great. Okay. So now you've got a hopefully inspiring vision of the future, it's time to put meat on the bones. Okay, so let me just recap. So 
in working out where we're going, the first thing we do is is really look at the values and that forms a framework for what comes next. The context. Yep. Then it's a purpose statement is a very clinical, this is what we do. But the vision statement itself is what you see on the horizon and where you see the business going. By a certain point in time. Great. And I would imagine that certain point in time is starting to get a lot less with our uh, COVID environment. Well, as the as the future becomes more difficult to predict, strategic time horizons start to contract, okay? So the, the, in a very stable environment, I can look 10 years out with some, not degree of certainty, but some yes. confidence in very difficult times, like we're experiencing at the moment with what's happening in Europe with pandemics, with the deteriorating situation in Southeast Asia, etc., mm. it becomes much more difficult to predict the future or to, to look at any certainty with what's going to develop. Mm. So strategic time horizons tend to contract in. Yeah. Okay. But it all depends on the organization. If your environment isn't going to change very much, you can look further out. Yeah, great. So values, purpose, vision. What's next? Uh, objectives. Okay. Like I said, the meat on the bones. The vision says this is generally, broadly, where we w- what we want the organization to look like and what we want to be doing, okay? Now, we've got to get to the point of let's get down to brass tacks. Mm-hmm. What specifically do we want to achieve to make that vision a reality? Yes. And there are different frameworks that people use to be able to answer that question. One of those frameworks is the balanced scorecard approach, which tends to be kind of the the standard nowadays. And that says, financially, what do we need to achieve in order to make this vision a reality? Yes. If we want to financially achieve that, what do we have to do in the marketplace or what do we have to achieve in the marketplace to be able to get that type of financial return? Yes. If that's what we want to achieve in the marketplace, how do our business processes need to change? What do we need to achieve in terms of getting better at serving our customers? Mm in order for us to achieve that in the marketplace, in order to get that financial return. And finally, the basis of all this, what do we as an organization need to be able to do? How do we need to learn and grow so that we can improve those processes, so that we can achieve in the marketplace, so that we can get that financial return? Well, there's a lot to pack into the objectives then. Yes, but it gives you four areas where you need to have objectives. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is financial objectives, market and customer objectives, business process improvement objectives, and learning and growth objectives Which for the organization. the ethos of the balanced scorecard. The balanced scorecard. And I might just highlight, that's why it's so important to do what we were talking about in the last episode, is to establish where you are. And part of that might be establishing your business processes, the way they exist now, where the company is in terms of behaviors and values, and et cetera, et cetera. Because being able to look very clearly at that, you start to see those holes and the gaps and the things that you need to improve to get to what you see on the horizon. And it's, again, these objectives need to be time-stamped. By a certain time, we need to achieve this in order to achieve our vision. Yep. So the only thing we haven't really talked about is mission, Ron. How does that differentiate from the values, the purpose, the vision, and the objectives? We've talked about the mission. The mission is the purpose statement. Okay. Oh, I don't say. Like, I don't like the mission. You the just word, changed the words. Uh, purpose statement, I think, uh, better clarifies what it's all about. Right, okay. So That's just me. I don't like missions because people say, well, isn't a mission about what we're trying to achieve? No. A mission is a purpose statement, is very clinically what the organization does, what value it provides to its customers. How many people do you 
find get confused about vision, mission, values, and well, not values so much, but vision and mission and how they work together. Just about everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and it's not surprising if you pick up different texts, you get different uh, explanations. Yeah, I'm providing my version of it. Yeah, to try and be very clear, you need a statement of what you do. Okay, it's if you like, uh, you, it's your level zero process, and all your other business mm-hmm. processes sit below that. Your mission, and this this is courtesy of uh, the the quality frameworks. Mm that talk about the level zero process being the purpose statement of the organization. That's interesting. And look, the truth is, and let's be blatantly honest, it doesn't matter what you call your mission or your purpose. It's all words on a page. But as it becomes lived, that's where it starts to jump into action. And that's where what we're talking about now, establishing objectives and goals is very important. And that's why it's so terribly important to involve the people who are going to be making it happen Mm in determining what this is that we're talking about in the future. That's why I use the word shared vision. You could use the word shared That's interesting. purpose statement as well, but certainly a shared vision. I don't know about you, but I know that if I involve you in making a decision about the future, mm-hmm. what will we want to be, you're going to be that much more engaged in actually making it happen. Yeah. If I impose on you my vision for the future, yeah, I might get you there but it's much less likely that you'll be engaged to make it happen. Right. So I want to emphasize that term, shared vision for the future. Great. So when we're looking to establish the answer to question two, where are we going as an organization, there is a process to go through, and that is to establish your values, purpose, vision, objectives. Correct? Correct. And once we've got there, we can now say we know what we want to achieve and where we want to be in the future. We don't have any idea how we're going to do it yet. So what's next? What's next is how do we get there? Right. Well, that's next episode. Absolutely. And what I want to try and emphasize is you do not go to how we get there before you understand where you want to be. Yeah. People love to jump into strategy, love to get creative, love to talk about how we're going to do it, but it doesn't make any sense unless you can answer the question, what do we want to achieve? So in in your experience... Where's the hardest work then? Is the hardest work actually in establishing where you want to go? Absolutely. Because almost by default, once you establish where you want to go, the the opportunities to look at how we get there become that much easier. Mm. And um, it it provides the whole context for what we're going to do in the future, Mm. right? What we're going to achieve. How we get there is going to be determined to some extent by where we want to go. Yep. And look, this is like we, I was just talking with someone that we both know at the tech session the other day, and he had someone come in and run their, you know, strategic planning session. And he said it was really good, but confronting because basically he gave them a, you know, a whole bunch of homework and a bunch of different things to do and interviewed everyone as you would expect. But the point is the vision, the mission, the values, the future is usually locked up inside key staff within the business and so forth. And it's the unlocking of that. The hard work is really taking the time to get away from your business because I think the strategic work is, well, we've got an objective here. We can all work out how to get to that. But the actual dreaming part or the, you know, inspired kind of building a vision part is where you really got to dig deep and and really ask questions that are really hard to answer. And when I help people with this process Mm. in organizations, I find that by the end of the day, they've got a terrible headache. (laughs) <laughs> because it's hard work. 
that's literally what this gentleman was saying to me. Uh, he was exhausted. Yeah. He said it was like doing double days every day because you're doing something you don't usually do, but it's already in there, inside those people very, very often. And it's your job to pull it out. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that is really summing up where are we going to go. It's not just throwing a pin on the wall. It's really establishing a framework of values, purpose, vision, and objectives that everyone agrees with, shared values, objectives that everyone can get on board with, et cetera, et cetera. And that is really determining where we're going to go as an organization. And next episode, Ron, is going to be all about how we get there, how we get there. So until next time, I will say goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. And we look forward to seeing you at the next episode of the Business Builders Podcast. See you later, Brent. Bye for now, Ron.